Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for tonight, Sunday, October 28th, the last Sunday of this month. Uh, we thank you. Beauty Talk Radio, hosted. Again, I am back. I am Janice Tunnell, your host for tonight's show. And uh, we had a little issue with our audio clips, um, but hopefully that is straightened out now. Um, Thank you guys for joining us and for tuning in. We um, wanted to come on tonight. Our topic tonight is clean beauty tips and tricks for the actor of color. But first, again, uh, thank you for tuning in. And we wanted to shout out some listeners from... Um, around the world. Um, This week we are shouting out Atlanta, Los Angeles, Baltimore, New York, Chicago, Lagos, London, Bahamas, Tokyo, and Hong Kong. Thank you guys for always tuning in. And, of course, thank you to our listeners all over the world, Um, those who listen um, online, who listen online live, those who listen to our playbacks, 
um, either here on Blog Talk Radio or on iTunes or our several other outlets that um, house our show. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Um, Again, tonight we are talking clean beauty tips and tricks for the actor of color. But before we do that, um, we're going to finally hear that commercial clip. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about friendsbeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our Friends Discount Program and shop with us today at Friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com, friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818 691 1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. All right. We are back, and joining me tonight is my sister, Denise, and I'm going to turn it over to her so she can greet you guys as well. Good evening, everyone, and welcome uh, once again to the show. Can you all hear me um, okay? Yeah, we can. Okay, I just want to give you a little uh, beauty news. Um, basically concerning IMATS Atlanta, um, in which our class um, um, that we're going to teach in IMATS Atlanta is going to be pretty much our topic for tonight, once again. So basically I just want to run through um, each day at IMATS Atlanta. Uh, forgive me if my voice goes out. So on Friday... November 16th, for everyone who's been wondering and trying to figure out uh, uh, what time classes were going to take place for a while on the website, um, certain classes were not given a time or location, so now they have uh, filled in all those times and locations, but for on Friday night, uh, November 16th, there are pro-only um, classes that are uh, master classes, so, <coughs> excuse me, so those are paid classes. We have 8.15 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Georgia World Congress Center, hall number B, uh, room B212, uh, Artistry Unlocked, lightning for, uh, I'm sorry, Lighting for Makeup Artists 101. It's a workshop by Sarah Side Advance. The ticket price is $313. Um, you can get tickets available by going to imats.net and clicking on the Atlanta IMAT show and for on, on the uh, Friday Master Classes and you will see the class for uh, Lighting for Makeup Artists 101. If you are an MUA Pro Card member, the price of your class will be $250, so that cost is discounted for you. Um, Makeup Artists Magazine Pro Card Mm -hmm. members will receive 20% off of all the master classes. So if you are not a uh, Pro Card member, I encourage you to uh, become a Pro Card member. You can do that by going to makeupartistbag.com. And in this class, you will learn how correct lighting works to filter and create the perfect balance in makeup. 
how to be able to determine how your makeup will appear under different lighting circumstances, and how to be able to interact with the director of photography or lighting designer with confidence. So again, for more information on that, you can go to imats.net and choose IMATS Atlanta. From 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. <coughs> at the Georgia World Congress Center, also in Hall B, room B211, we have Perfecting Your Presence with makeup artist Derek Rutledge. Perfecting Your Presence with makeup artist Derek Rutledge. The price of that class, $313 as well. ProCard members receive um, a cost of $250. Okay, this is a hands-on course geared towards working professional makeup artists. All students must have, a basic, make, have, must have basic makeup skills. Um, you, you need to bring, um, you need to come wearing no, make, no makeup products, but also you want to bring a full makeup kit makeup brushes, and brush cleaner. <clears throat> Again, it's geared to professional working makeup artists. Okay. Then we get into Saturday, <coughs> excuse me, where we have um, demos, you know, at the, at the different booths and classes on stage at, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Makeup Artist Magazine booth. It's Stephanie Anderson. Uh, more information will be coming soon on her class. I'll just give you all uh, a few a few of these and not go through all of them. Um, from 10.45 a.m. to 11.45 a.m. on Stage 1, sponsored by Makeup Artist Magazine, you have Danessa Myricks, Create Beautiful Skin for Photography, Mastering Multidimensional Skin for Photography and More. Join Danessa Myricks as she shares tips for creating beautiful skin and maximizing color and intensity throughout your looks. Okay, then from 1.30 p.m. to 3 p.m., stage one again, sponsored by Makeup Artist Magazine, you have the basics of beauty with Sam Fine. During this special appearance, Sam Fine sets the record straight on all makeup fundamentals, gracefully grooming eyebrows, creating a flawless foundation, contouring and highlighting, and much, much more. This class is a must for all who want to learn the celebrity beauty secrets used to beautify women of color. Fine will also take questions during the demo. And that's Saturday. That's just a, a couple of them on Saturday. Again, if you want more information on what's taking place, then you can go to, again, IMS.net and choose um, the Atlanta show. And then on Sunday, <coughs> there's a prosthetic demo with Blue Whale Studios from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Um, that's sponsored by Makeup Artist Magazine. Jonah Levy and Matt Silver from Blue Whale Studio will be performing a prosthetic application demonstration in the Makeup Artist Magazine booth. You can stop by throughout the day to get an up-close uh, look at their process. And then uh, bringing us to tonight's topic, we will have um, Clean Beauty Tips and Techniques for Actors of Color, Denise and Janice Tunnell, Stage 2, from 10.45 a.m. to 11.45 a.m., sponsored by Makeup Artist Magazine. Denise and Janice will host a discussion on clean beauty for actors of color, drawing on their experiences as makeup artists for film and TV. The class will cover everything from skincare, products, color correction tips, techniques, and so much more. And that brings us to tonight's discussion. All right, but quickly before tonight's discussion, I just had a couple, a little bit of news um, 
myself, just a couple of reminders. We've mentioned a few of these um, already before, but just wanted to uh, put them out there again. Um, there's a FICA tax tip credit that I mentioned before, um, and um, it, it's HR 6736 is the legislation number. Um, but this allows salons to benefit from the existing FICA tax tip credit, which provides a dollar-for-dollar dollar credit on the employer's share of FICA taxes paid on employees' tips, providing salon owners to the, the opportunity to reinvest those dollars into their salons, education, and more. So to find out um, how you can take action to support HR 6736, you can go to probeauty.org. Um, we also mentioned a date that you need to be aware of and to save, and that's January 26th through the 28th of 2019. ISSE 2019 takes place um, in Long Beach, California, as always. But this year, joining them is the North American Hairstyling Awards. Um, and normally, that normally takes place like around July. Um, but this year, it's a new city and a new date new month. So make sure uh, if you're interested in NAHA and want to know more information about NAHA, make sure you go to probeauty.org, but they are now joining ISSE. They're going to be united um, to be the biggest event in beauty. So, and ISSE is already one of the biggest events in beauty, but now NAHA is joining them. So you want to make sure you get there. Again, that's January 26th through the 29th. I'm sorry, the 28th of 2019 in Long Beach, California. And then the last thing that I um, don't believe I've ever mentioned before, but it's important for people out there to know, you know, we've had several um, big uh, hurricanes coming through here on the East Coast um, this year, actually. And um, a lot of people, you know, lost a lot of things. It was a big devastation. And um, Pro Beauty has the Disaster Relief Fund, which uh, exists to um, assist salon professionals in rebuilding their lives following the devastation of a natural disaster like Hurricane Florence or Michael, for example. And to find out how you can help, you can go to probeauty.org, and on their homepage, there's a, um, more information about the Disaster Relief Fund you can just click that button, and it'll tell you all about how you can um, help to um, assist others, other beauty professionals who've been displaced um, or just need some financial assistance because of a disaster. So, again, that's probeauty.org. And that's all I had for tonight. Just wanted to bring those reminders out there. All right, and we'll be right back right after this. Beauty Talk Radio, hosted by your favorite twin celebrity makeup artist, Janice and Denise Tunnell, is celebrating 10 years, and we simply want to say thank you to all of our guests, our sponsors, and supporters who have taken the journey with us. Because of your support, we've been able to bring you conversations, beauty and skincare tips from the industry's finest, and so many more. Sam Fine, Australian makeup artist Ray Morris, James Vincent, V. Neal, Nigeria's own Lola Maja, Kevin James Bennett, Rocky Cosetti, Marietta Carter Narcisse. 
Tim Bucharin, Mickey Taylor, formerly of Essence Magazine, A.J. Crimson, Michael DeVellis, Suzanne Patterson, Larry Sims, Denisa Myricks, Melissa Street, Michael Key of Makeup Artist Magazine, Camille Friend Rochard, Naja Riquette, Bernadette Thompson, and so many more. We're celebrating 10 years, and we're so excited about what's to come for Beauty Talk Radio. Millions listen live and via iTunes downloads from around the world. So we have to say thank you to our listeners in the U.S., of course, the U.K., Australia, Ghana, Russia, South Africa, Uganda. Brazil, South Korea, Ireland, Canada, Sweden, the Bahamas, and so many other parts of the world. Are you following us on social media? We're on Instagram at beauty underscore talk underscore media. We're also on Twitter at beauty underscore talk. And we can't forget about Facebook, beauty talk online. We're celebrating 10 years. We're excited about where we're going, and we know you are too. All right. Again, thank you, guys, who've been hanging out with us for the last 10 years. And for those who may have only listened to us one time, we thank you for your support and your continued support. So, again, as we mentioned a couple times before, our topic tonight is Clean Beauty Tips and Tricks for the Actor of Color. My sister and I will be teaching this class again um, at IMATS Atlanta coming up. Um, in November, uh, we're on Sunday, the, I think that's the 18th, if I'm correct. Okay, she can't hear me. So I believe we are Sunday, the 18th. Um, I know it's Sunday. I'm just trying to figure out if the 18th is the actual date for Sunday, but I'll verify that. But we are on Sunday at 10.45 a.m. here in Atlanta. And uh, I will be bringing on a model from the current TV show that we are working on. So that she will be my, one of my actresses will be my model for the show. So um, we were going to do a demo there. Also, I don't think my sister mentioned it, but also on that Sunday, probably about like a, maybe an hour and a half, after that particular class is over, we will be at the Ben Nye booth doing more uh, women and men of color demonstrations. There's there's two demonstrations. Um, one I'll be doing, one my sister will be doing, and we'll be um, doing a man and a woman of color. So if you're going to be in Atlanta at the show and you want to witness that, stick around and follow us down to the, the Ben Nye booth. But... Um, I wanted to talk about this topic because, um, you know, there are a lot of things about people of color. Um, you know, we, we're always talking about makeup for people of color and, you know, finding the right, um, the matches of foundation and different things like that. But we wanted to talk about some important things that you need to pay attention to when you're doing makeup um, for people of color, different uh, tricks, techniques, how to apply, just various things um, that will help make the application go a lot faster and a little smoother. One of the most important things that I wanted to talk about, um, you know, when people talk about uh, beauty 
a lot of times a lot of people are, are thinking about makeup. And, um, yeah, and that's a large part of it. But I just feel like a great makeup starts with great skin. And, you know, working with actors of color on this particular show, and when I say of color, you know, we had African-American actors and dancers. We had Puerto Rican actors and dancers. We had those who were a mix of African-American and Puerto Rican. Um, Various, and they're all of various shades. But the interesting thing to me that I noticed about a lot of our actors, a lot of them are very oily, but in different ways. Um, and so that's one of the things that I've noticed about skin of color. You know, you have actors or, or people in general who are, like, extremely, extremely oily. Then you have those, we have one actor who, <laughs> I, and, I, and I, I'm not the one who, who does his makeup, so I, I really don't know what his skin is like, but he sweats bullets, you know, and don't have to really do much of anything. Don't have to really be dancing hard, um, you know, doesn't have to be like extremely hot. He he just sweats a lot, and I don't. You know, like I said, I'm not one of the ones that I maybe I, I wish I had the makeup artist on the line who works with him, but I believe his skin is oily though. But that's one thing that we have to kind of make sure we separate oil and sweat, two different things. But the model that I would like to bring, she can be very oily, but just, you know, different places on her face, like around her nose is very oily, which is so strange to me because she also has eczema. And the eczema is around her nose but she's really oily on her nose and, and, you know, areas around her nose. So it's just interesting, just, just paying attention to the skin to see what the skin is doing. Um, you know, making sure you have skincare products that addresses those particular um, skin types and what you see going on in the skin. Cause for instance, um, you know, a lot of people, for instance, I guess I would term her as like kind of like a combination skin, um, whereas some of the, our other actors are definitely oily. And what I like to do is I like to make sure I'm using products that address whatever is going on with their skin, whatever skin type that they have. Also, if they have, like I said, um, Kendra has eczema, and so if that's kind of very noticeable at the time. I, I want to deal with her skin type, but then I also want to deal with her eczema. So it's just a matter of um, having the right skincare products, and each actor may be different. 
So, you know, if you're, for instance, we're working on a TV show, you will see on at our makeup stations, you will see several different types of skincare products, you know, and we're using something different on everybody. Now, I made that point uh, because one of the things that I notice about makeup artists, and they're at all at different levels, whether they're you know, newbies, you know, who have been doing this for a few years, I've noticed that sometimes makeup artists will go out and they will buy that one moisturizer, and I won't name it, but that one moisturizer that everybody uses. And the problem that I have with that is like, yes, this may be a great product, and yes, this may um, you know, be what I like. This is a staple in my kit. I get all of that. But it, but it's not. It doesn't work for everybody. Yeah, it's it may be very moisturizing. Yes, but it also um, not necessarily the right product for certain skin types. So that's the reason why I make that point because I've I've seen it a lot. You know, makeup artist just has that one moisturizer pack in their kit, and when they get someone in their chair, they're putting that one moisturizer on everyone that sits in their chair. So my first tip is definitely um, paying attention to skin and skin types and using skin care products to address that particular client's, um, that particular actor or client's skin and their skin type and what are the skin issues that they're dealing with. I would agree with that. Um, I do. Um, The one thing I wanted to do first was kind of talk a little bit about clean beauty and and what that is. And I guess clean beauty can be um, different for a lot of people, but there is some commonality to what most people think clean beauty is. Excuse me. I think clean beauty works for any occasion, um, you can find clean beauty in, like, beauty photography, natural glam, <clears throat> no makeup, makeup looks, um, some bridal looks, a very clean beauty looks, um, some editorial, and it has many more other uses. Um, for makeup artists, clean beauty makeup will keep you employed. <laughs> if you could just do a clean beauty look, trust me, most people will ask for that than, you know, than anything else, really. Just think about, like, um, in a lot of, uh, you know, when you think about Vogue and some other places, the looks are very clean. Um, there's not, like, a lot going on with it. It's simple. And I think that's really what's meant by um, clean beauty. It's just the simplicity um, of it all. You know, you can see some clean beauty looks and just, you know, like I said, editorial, you know, film and television, Um, like corporate videos, commercials, you know, advertising. Very, um, very simple looks. And so that's pretty much what we're we're talking about. Just in case if there's somebody out there who's, like, trying to understand what clean beauty is, because you have so many people, at one point in time, everybody was throwing around that word, you know, those words, clean beauty, clean beauty, clean beauty. And some people may be kind of confused as to, uh, what it is. I just wanted to make sure I threw that out. But um, my tip, really, is is just this simple. 
you know, get used to doing clean beauty because it definitely, it, it pays. You will find, mm-hmm. like, like I said, more people requesting clean beauty looks than someone's re- who's requesting, you know, uh, you know, this three-dimensional eye or something, you know, that you thought was so creative and colorful, you know, most fashion magazines and beauty magazines aren't requiring that or aren't, excuse me, aren't asking for that kind of thing. They want the makeup to be very clean. Because think about it, in the advertising in those magazines, when you're trying to sell, um, you know, a designer's trying to sell a handbag or something or cologne or something, you don't want to be distracted by the makeup. You want the focus to be what they're actually trying to sell. So that's why it works so much in editorial and in, you know, in ad campaigns because you're trying to keep the focus on whatever it is that you're trying to sell. <clears throat> Even with uh, bridal, you know, there are some brides out there, they want it all. They want to look, you know, glam, glam, glam. And then there are some brides, they just want to be simple because it's subtle and it's kind of more beautiful that way. But to each his own, though. But it's it's definitely necessary um, to learn that skill of just doing basic, clean, simple beauty looks. Absolutely. And just to kind of piggyback a little bit on what you were saying, you know, um, especially on a film and television set or even a movie set, a lot of times you, you will be um, asked to do like a no makeup makeup look to make you know, some of the female characters just look naturally beauty. I mean, naturally, I'm sorry, naturally beautiful. Um, But when you think about clean beauty and making um, actors naturally beautiful, it's not like you don't have makeup on. I mean, you know, it's not like they don't have makeup on, but it's, it's, um, you know, it's a, a, a nice application, you know, especially now the actor has, something they're trying to hide, you know, breakouts, um, dark under eye, things like that. Sometimes, of course, the makeup may have to be a little more or even a little heavier, but, you know, but having those clean beauty looks, making them look naturally beautiful, um, that's a look that, that a lot of producers and directors have been going toward um, in a lot of of, of movies and TV shows. And so sometimes you have to be careful because you will have someone come on a television show or, or a movie, you know, that may be like a reality TV star. And they're used to a lot of makeup. Or there may be an actor who's older and have been around for a long time or those who may have started out in the theater and you know, you know, theater makeup is a lot heavier, people who come from that world, they may come and sit in your chair and that's what they're expecting because that's what they're used to seeing. You just have to know how to deal with your talent. You have to know how to, one, again, create that clean beauty look, two, give them a little bit of what they're asking for, but as well as giving the director or producer what they want, um, also just by explaining to them that this is a character makeup and this is how it's supposed to look, 
you know, and if you give them a little something, you know, you just have to learn how to balance it. But a lot of older actors who may even be used to a lot of makeup, if you do a clean look and when they look in that mirror and see that they look younger, they're going to forget all about the fact that they wanted a lot of heavier makeup. Because a lot of a lot of actors that I've noticed and come across, you want that heavier makeup because they want to look a certain way, because they feel like that because they feel like that's helping them, you know, compete a little bit with some of the younger actors. But I think if you just keep that makeup clean, simple, they'll look younger anyway. They'll look younger anyway. So it's just about learning how to, yeah, just learning how to, um, you know, pull back a little bit. For those of you who, who who do heavier makeup, you have to really learn how to pull back. Um, just pull back, and you still can create those nice looks, even when it comes to contouring and highlighting. You can still do that. You know, you can still do that. It just has to be a lot softer. You know, well you blended. definitely want to get and very well blended. You definitely want to give, you know, people definition, of course, but it has to be well blended. Well blended. You know, um, you know. I'm sorry. No, go ahead and finish. No, no, I was finished. I was going to say I was thinking of another tip, and I was thinking back on um, a photo shoot I did once with um, a model who had very fair skin, and she had tons of freckles, tons of freckles all over her face. So when you're working with a, a skin like that, the skin, the texture of her skin, everything was beautiful. She just had tons of freckles all over so when you're working with a face like that, you don't want to do too much. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to um, overpower the face with so much makeup. <coughs> Excuse me. So um, I was thinking, you know, looking back at that photo, I remember, you know, her, her brows were, her hair was dark, but so her brows were, um, were, were dark. She had a, a strong brow, but not too overpowering. And then she had a really bold lip color, nice and bright, beautiful lip color, um, a hint of blush, and then um, mascara, like a thin, tight black line on top of, of liner, a little mascara. I don't think she had on lashes, a little mascara, and a nice um, uh, medium-toned blue liner on the lower lash line. Looking back at that photo, there wasn't one particular thing, like everything, like everything stood out. The bold lip, the bold brow, the blue liner, and her freckles. Everything stood mm-hmm. out, but nothing competed against one another. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, mm-hmm. like there was any one thing that, on the face that was fighting for attention. Everything was so well put together and so well done that it was it was very well balanced and that's um my that's my tip when you're using color 
on a on a skin of color, make sure that it's everything's well balanced. Like you know, you don't want to have like a a bold bright eye and a bold bright lip. It's just like too many things clashing. You know what I mean? It's like too many things fighting for attention. Do I look at the lip? Do I look at the eye? You know. In this particular photo that I did, it's like everything is drawing you in. You look at the lip, oh, that's beautiful. You look at the blue um, liner, oh, that's beautiful. And when you look at the blue liner, sometimes you don't even pay attention to the eyebrow, but you still see the beautiful freckles as well. So everything works. I think everything worked well together, and that's my whole point when doing clean beauty of on people of color, and you're using color cosmetics, make sure that everything is so well balanced and everything works well together that nothing is competing. Right. Because it can get very distracting. It can get very distracting. And the one good thing about how how well the color was placed on her face, sometimes you didn't even recognize that she had freckles. Like you see the freckles there, but it's like it's not distracting. Some Some people don't like their freckles because they think it's distracting. But that's like with this, mm-hmm. you, I mean, you noticed them, but you didn't really notice them mm-hmm. because everything else was so well balanced and everything else drew you in all at the same time. Right. And the look of the TV show that um, that we do is a no-makeup look, um, but it also is a look that they, I would say, that they wanted, that they believe is true to Atlanta. But um, I, I also think it's, I also think it's not necessarily a no makeup look, but more so um, just based on the characters, rather. It's like, you know, they're dancers, so the dancers shouldn't really have, it should be so, you know, everybody should be so glamorous when they're in the dance studio dancing. So it's more like, okay, these are the characters. This is how this character should look. Right. And um, the particular um, actress that I'm that I'm thinking of, the same actress that I said was going to be our model here in Atlanta for IMAT, um, you know, her character can have, she's just a little bit older than a couple of the girls. So her character can have, a little more makeup. Like she's one of the ones that can have the makeup. And I think about, you know, a lot of times we, we talk about colors. We, um, we, uh, we talk about colors. We talk also about, um, you know, her wardrobe and trying to have colors that, that work well, not necessarily match, but some match, some don't, but, not necessarily match with colors that work well with her wardrobe. And a lot of things, and I've said this particular thing in London, you know, a lot of people, you know, like there may be like, for instance, um, a shade that's new for fall or spring or whatever, let's say say spring or summer, you know, and I remember one time when like the baby pink was really, really popular well, you know, it's not going to look the same on all skin tones. And so one of the tips that I share, like with, pe- with people of color, the popular color may be one thing, 
and your actor or uh, model or your everyday client may want the popular shades. But sometimes, you know, if there are people of color, and especially how, just wondering, um, considering how dark they may be, you definitely have to adjust to give them that look. You know, whereas pink or maybe a Caucasian woman looks exactly how it's supposed to look. Well, to create that look on a, on a for instance, an African-American, you might have to buy, like, a light shade of lilac. Gives you the same look of that pink on a skin of color. So it's just learning how to make those adjustments with color, you know, to kind of somewhat create the same look. Um, also, speaking of shades, I love to use, and I learned years ago, um, an actress for a, like a bright orange blush. And I, I think I pulled out like maybe two colors, and she picked the one that was the brightest. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, my God, this is so bright. But when you put it on her, it's so beautiful against her skin. And she's probably like um, a light to medium brown in person, which brings me to another point, but I'll get to that in a minute. She's like a light to a medium brown in person. And the, um, the, the bright orange blush on her skin was absolutely amazing. And so from that day to this one, I, you know, always use shades of orange on brown skin tones. It's just beautiful. Um, I really like it. Now, when, for instance, let's say the wardrobe may call for, you know, may call for something that's a little, that's something other than orange, what I will always do is mix, you know, something else that may be a little bit more wine or, you know, um, you know, something that's even deeper than, you know, like a deeper wine or um, type of blush shade, I may mix that with the orange shade, whatever orange shade that I'm that I like to use. But I always find a way to use some shade of orange. It's either by itself or mixed with a whole nother tone of blush. But I think it's I think it looks so great on um on um, on actually um black women. It's really really pretty. Reason why I said I had another topic um, is because as I was thinking about this particular actress, and I said that she's like a a medium or um, medium brown skin or light to medium brown skin, is because when you see her on TV, she looks a lot darker. I also remember meeting um, an actress who on her show, she was really dark, and they kind of made mention several times about her being dark on the show. But when I met her in person, I couldn't believe it. She was like three shades lighter than me, and I mean, she's really a light girl. 
So when I think back to the show, it was already two really fair girls, girls. And then there's another girl that we know to be like medium brown. And then this young lady who ba- who's basically really in the medium uh, in between the fair girl and the medium brown girl, but they the they lit her on the show to make her look like she was the darkest of all four girls. So I say, you know, to makeup artists who work on film and TV, you really, really have to have conversations with your director of photography. And if you can't have conversations before you, um, before you start, sometimes you have a camera test, sometimes you don't. You know, but if you don't get the opportunity to speak to the director of photography before you, uh, this person goes before a camera for the very first time on the show, then once they do, you can kind of see how they're being lit and you can, you can make adjustments. Um, a lot of times um, most people are kind of accurate once they're lit as far as their skin tone is concerned. But this particular girl, she, <laughs> when you see her in person, she's like a whole nother person. You cannot, couldn't believe how dark they had her on that show. And so I don't know, I don't know the reasoning for it, but it's definitely something that you have to pay attention to and that you have to, um, to consider. And one of the one of my last tips will probably be when when you're working with actors um, and you have let's just say you know you have a group of actors. Sorry about that. Oh. You have uh, like a group of actors in a scene together, um, group of actors of color in a scene together. Um, whether they're outside or whether they're inside, you know sometimes looking through, looking with your natural eye, it's kind of a little bit of of what you were just saying, but looking with your natural eye, you know, you see the differences in their um, skin tones. And then sometimes looking through the monitor, you know, looking through like the camera and seeing them through the camera's lens, sometimes the skin tones kind of match up and they all look very close to the same. But one thing you have to keep in mind is every color is not for everybody. You know, you you really have to take into consideration um, not just that their complexions look a little, look you know, the same. You've got to also keep in mind the undertones of that skin. So if you're using a certain lipstick, you know, like you were saying, you don't just think, oh, oh, she's the same complexion as me. I should be able to, you know, we should be able to wear the same color. You know, you really have to take a look at the undertones of people and making sure that what you use on a particular actor or actress is specifically for their um, their skin type and, and undertones. Mm-hmm. So treat each, each actor as an individual is basically my tip. You know, don't think you can pick up a whole face of one actress and put it on another. Definitely not. And another um, quick tip that I have 
um, as far as color, you know, products are concerned, is a lot of times when you when you just mentioned undertone, it made me think about this. But a lot of times you have an African American, let's just say, woman as a client, and you see so many different tones in the face, and a lot of times people are wondering. You know, like, how am I going to match her skin tone to even her out? You know, some people are struggling with all these tones that they see. Okay, well, what color should my foundation be, you know? One of the things that I I like to do is match the skin, you know, as best as possible. And then I like to take at least three loose powders to dust across, the, you know, to kind of finish off the look and dust across the face, something that will kind of pick up all the tones that I see, you know, whereas your foundation you may not, because a general consumer is not going to buy three or four foundations trying to address the undertones. They All they want is one foundation. And so... Right. You know what I mean? So now as professional makeup artists, we all have several tones and several colors, rather, in our – and so we can just kind of mix until we find a perfect match. But the general consumer is not going to to do that. And – but what I like to do is I like to take three powders, one lighter shade, um, maybe very – maybe very yellow – one medium, one medium uh, brown shade, but that shade has a little orange in it. And then remember that Bobby, I cannot remember the name of it, the Bobby Brown um, loose powder. Um, golden I can't remember orange? the name of it. Golden orange. It has a little orange, you know, like golden, I love that golden orange color, but the medium um, brown will have a little orange in it, and then your darker uh, brown, your cocoa-type color, and that have just a smidgen of red in it. And for me, I like to kind of mix the three together, and it helps me to just kind of address all that extra stuff that I see. It also helps so that um, for me, I don't like the the powder always to be the same color, exact color as the foundation. So I kind of like to um, just mix it up. To um, sometimes it'll it'll help warm the skin, and then in some areas to brighten a little bit, depending on how much of the lighter color that you put in. So I like to mix my powders to kind of address all the tones that you see versus just, um, you know, for those people who who don't know how to figure it out. Again, they're probably not going to do that either. That's probably more of a professional thing, which is really what we're talking about, but I'm just also trying to um, address the general consumer as well. It's like how do you deal with a client who's not an actor or singer? They're just, you know, your everyday people and they're going to be going to the department stores or to even to like a drugstore to find makeup and 
you're going to only buy one thing. So it's important, you know, um, for the pros anyway, that's a pro tip, to kind of just um, mix color. I think it, I think it's very flattering on people of color when you do that. And, you know, and I think one thing to do when it comes to um, actors of color or just people of color, you know, if you're just working with models or family and friends and doing their makeup, you know, one thing that's very important, I think, with work, working with people of color is just to practice, you know, and just to, mm-hmm. um, if something doesn't work, try something else until you figure out what does work. You know, it's not always going to be that simple. It's not always going to take one foundation color to, to, you know, to get the exact look that they want. It may take two to three. Um, but, you know, it's <laughs> experimenting and, and, and figuring it out. There are a lot of artists out there who don't really work a lot with, with skin of color, and that's one thing you're going to have to do is just get in there, you know, buy the products, borrow the products, have somebody give you the products, whatever the case may be, and just figure it out. Absolutely. It's definitely a trial and error thing. It's not something, you know, that people learn overnight. And it's not, and another thing, it's not, for instance, if you are black, doesn't mean you know how to do all black people's makeup. You know what I mean? If you're a Caucasian, doesn't mean that those are the only people you can do. And as as makeup artists, we have to know how to do everybody. So, for instance, for a black makeup artist, in doing black uh, men and women may come easy, you know, versus doing, you know, a Latin client. You know, a Caucasian makeup artist may find doing Caucasian men and women easier versus doing a black client. So, again, it's just about trial and error and doing, um, you know, doing the best that you can. But the most important thing, and I'm sure my sister would agree with me on this, but one of the, one of the most important things and one key to just tackling it all is making sure you have the product in your kit. So when you're building your kit and you're, you know, going to the department store or Sephora or wherever you shop for makeup online, whatever the situation may be, it's okay to buy colors that you would normally not not use. Some people say, you know, some I've heard a Caucasian makeup artist say that she only has makeup in her kit for Caucasian clients because she doesn't get black clients. And truth be told, if anybody knows what your kit looks like, that could be the reason why you don't get those clients. So my thing, you know what I mean? But that may not always be the case, but everybody should have a little something in their kit for everybody else. You know, it's a brand new day in makeup now. If you, if you don't come prepared, you're going to get left behind. So, um, you know, the bottom line is that you have to stock your kit. Yeah, you have to stock your kit with the products and then, you know, just play. I mean, we can go on and on about different things. Like, you know, um, earlier in the year, back in May, 
we were in London, and we were basically teaching the same topic at IMATS, but before we went to IMATS, we were blessed to have the opportunity to teach makeup, um, make makeup for people of color to the staff makeup artists at ASOS. So, you know, they had a lot of uh, interesting questions, you know, about covering tattoos and, um, you know, the dark elbows and the dark knees, just all kinds of questions. So there's all kinds of issues that come up when de- when dealing with people of color. And that's why I think it's also very important to know skin of color. That's another topic all on its own. But knowing skin of color, knowing a little bit about, um, you know, skin of color. So very interesting stuff. Um, and we'll go into more detail um, in Atlanta in November. Um, and yes, it's November 18th. Yes, it's that Sunday. 1045 to 1145 a.m. Right. So we'll go into more detail about uh, in that class with some more tips and some more things that we'll be talking about. So if you are in Atlanta or coming to Atlanta for IMAX, please join us on Sunday the 18th at 10.45 a.m. Again, we, we thank you. We will not be here next Sunday night. We will be out. Um, we'll, we'll be out of town, actually, celebrating our birthday, which has already gone past, but we'll be out of town uh, within the next few days, and we uh Probably we'll get back a little too late to do the show, so we will see you guys or talk to you guys rather in two weeks from now. Okay, so in two weeks we'll be back with another guest. Um, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at beauty underscore talk and on Instagram at beauty underscore media. We are also on Facebook at beauty talk online. You can follow me, Janice Tunnell, at J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L on all social media platforms. And you can follow Denise at Denise Tunnell, D-E-N-I-S-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L on all social media platforms. So and let me say this really quickly. Let me say this really quickly. When, in that next week when we're not here, please be sure to go back to the archives and check out um, all of our shows from the past 10 years. Um, we have um, almost 500 shows out there, so go back, take a listen to um, some of the shows. If you haven't heard them all, go back and, and take a listen. Um, there's sure to be something out there that you're interested in. So while we're gone, uh, don't miss us too much because you will be checking out the archives. So we hope. <laughs> right. All right, you can come back here on Blog Talk Radio or um, on iTunes. Yes. And check us out. We'll be posting some of the other outlets that that house this show as well um, on Instagram and Twitter. All right, in the meantime, thank you guys for tuning in. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening and a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night. 